This podcast of Clancy, Shane and Kimber comes with a free measuring quote on blinds, curtains and shutters. Just call ABC Blinds on 13 13 15 to get yours during ABC Blinds Million Dollar Stock Clearance. The Australian Independent Senator Nick Xenophon has said it's a beautiful day for the beautiful game with the resignation of FIFA President Sepp Blatter just four days after he got voted back into the job. Our UK correspondent Gavin Gray's online. Gavin, good morning. Hi there, guys. Yes, what an amazing turnaround. It was only Friday evening when he was celebrating and others were... Uh, well, crying into their champagne glasses that the 79-year-old Swiss had been re-elected. But, oh, what a difference just a handful of days makes. Are they looking to get somebody younger, maybe someone a bit in their 60s or, or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, lots of people in the frame for who might get it. Prince Ali, who, of course, was the uh, guy who was up against Sepp Blatter uh, for the recent presidential election and got 70 odd votes in round one, but then decided not to stand again. Uh, there's also talk of uh, David Ginola, a uh, Frenchman who's a former footballer for Tottenham Hotspur, Aston Villa, uh, and uh, who else might now throw their name into the hat? Interesting news coming out of America, where it's being reported, incidentally, that Sepp Blatter is being investigated by the FBI. That is unconfirmed, but that is what the Americans are reporting. Wow, well, of the course, FBI. With all of these changes going Not on. around there. <laughs> cool, eh? well, did he kill someone? I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. Football. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing with all of these things, uh, you know, coming to light and the whole thing being investigated. He's saying he's innocent, but he's still going to be investigated whether he remains president or not. He, technically, he still could be doing the job. Yeah, and uh, it's also that he actually cannot be superseded until December at the earliest, so six months away. Uh, so an extraordinary sort of handover transition now where we're waiting six months. That's the earliest opportunity for an extraordinary council meeting of FIFA, but it could even be later on. Meanwhile, big questions being asked about 2018 and Russia and 2022 Qatar, mm. particularly the latter, because, of course, that's further away Will they try and change, take it away from Kappa? Will that lead to uh, suits, lawsuits going around? One suspects things could be about to get much more messy before they get better. Well, they're saying that uh, in uh, Qatar or Qatar, as some uh, pronounce it, uh, many people, over a 1,000 people have already died in construction of uh, facilities there, and they reckon four, up to 4,000 people could die. This is more a human rights issue than uh, you know, workplace safety. Yeah, and a lot of the workers are uh, from the Indian subcontinent. They're sort of brought in. Uh, They're not Middle Eastern workers. So there's that. There's the temperature. There's the fact they now want to change the dates of the competition, which would land it slap bang in the middle of the English Football League, Premier League season. Uh, So all sorts of questions being asked about that. But there's no doubt that Seth Blatter's personal uh, backing for the Qatar World Cup bid at 2022 really got them over the line. And now the man known as Teflon Man, because nothing sticks, has finally fallen on his sword. The question is, will they now look to take away those future World Cups? That'll be it in a nutshell. Gavin Gray, thanks for your time, mate. All the best. Hey, no worries. Have a good day. So, Sepp Blatter there in the job as uh, FIFA president just for a few days, and he won't go until later in the year, but uh, he's going to be gone already. He's pulled the pin. There could have been pressure from sponsors, uh, pressure from other areas around the uh, football world. Absolutely. I mean, mean, it's a dodgy uh, little scenario, but... (sighs) We'd like to play a game called That's Nothing. Um, have you lasted less than four days or what's the shortest uh, amount of time you've had a job? Yeah. <clears throat> I know. I, I actually didn't even start. I drove, I rode my push bike up to this place. There was a, like one of those places, like I think they call them factories. Mm-hmm. And it had to work for a living. Yep. Yes. And I just went, uh-uh, 
I rode rode my bike, and the old man said to me, "So, did you go in for the interview?" And I went, "Yep." No, nah, they did. They didn't want me. Oh, I've, I was didn't in even a, get the job. Didn't even get the job. I was in an admin That's position, quick. and I was teaching a girl to do the job. She was going to work with me. She didn't even make it to morning tea. She told me oh. she was going to the toilet, and she never came back. That happens quite a bit. <laughs> it was like ten a.m. <laughs> yeah, I remember a girlfriend who went and started working as a waitress, and she got told off. Some guy had a crack at her about the way she opened the bottle of wine. She went, "Well, you pour it," and walked out. That was it. So Loved good. That Thirteen thirty-three fifty-three. What is the shortest time you have spent in a job? Play a little bit of that's nothing with us. Sepp Blatter, you'll hear that name a hell of a lot today because he's the boss of FIFA, who's no longer the boss of FIFA. He will be for a few more months, but he stood down only a few days, four days after being re-elected as president. Had the, the job football. for f- four days and we were talking uh, amongst ourselves that the shortest amount of time that you've had a job, uh, one of mine was in broadcasting. Oh, yeah. Um, was it probably a couple of weeks? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, so I won't go into that entirely part of my no, life. No, All right, uh, a couple of weeks. To- Daniel in Harrisdale, how about you? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, okay, I'm from a small country town called Cootamundra in New South Wales. Oh, yeah, Cootamundra Waddle, yep. Yep, yep. Um, oh, they say it's, you know, place of uh, Donald Bradman. Um, uh, however, there's no work out there. So um, the only, only thing that you can do out there is to work at the abattoirs, and that's roughly around 10 kilometres out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was working there for, I think, two days um, before they had me um, picking up sort of uh, oh, parts of animals. And yep. I had to put them into a, a bin and I had to drag them across the floor and, uh, with this hook. And um, it just felt like, you know, it was it was disgusting. Oh. So um, I was in such a hurry to get out of there. Um, I picked up one of these bins and I threw it down a chute, but part of the stuff bounced off the wall and hit me fair in the face. Nice. Nice. Um, and I was throwing up for, you know, probably about five or six times afterwards. Oh. And, uh, Hit by a carcass. And, yeah, uh, intestines. Oh. Daniel, two days, that's nothing, mate. I wouldn't have even I wouldn't have even walked in the door, I think. You did you did I more know. than I would have. And why do they it give was... you a hook for of all Stop things? It. I don't want to Couldn't talk they give about you a it. shovel or a broom? I don't want to talk oh, about no, it. They give you they give you a shovel oh. as well. The, the, the shovel you've got to pick up the stuff and know. shovel it in the bin and, oh, and the hook yeah. you've got to drag the bin with. It's like, yeah. yeah. Of all um, the things I don't ever want to think about. Slaughterhouse. Gross. All right, thanks, mate. <laughs> thanks, We've got Daniel. Sal from Henley Brook. Sal, shortest time you've had a job? An hour. Oh. Okay, where was this? Do I have to say the name? Oh, no, don't say no. the name. Just give us an Actually, idea of the, the work it was. It was an um, engineering firm in South Perth. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, look out. A bit Talk too specific. Talk about whittling it down. Okay. Um, <laughs> so what happened, Sal? Oh, I got the job, and then within an hour, they came and said, oh, you're not the person we gave the job to. Oh. Ah. What? Why yep. is that? Because of the, your appearance, or what was it? No, they didn't say. Oh. So they maybe just they just called. accidentally called back. They thought they were getting Wrong that person. other girl, and they accidentally <laughs> yeah, called you. I've heard yeah, probably. this kind of thing happens all the time in South Perth. <laughs> All the time. Very unprofessional. Yeah, very unprofessional. <laughs> Got to live north of the river. Yeah. Thanks, Sal. Didn't we hire that one? It looked like Nicole Trumpio. Yeah, Mary, can you say that's nothing? Surely, can you beat one hour? I can beat one hour really easily, team. Very easily. What, what did you, you have? <laughs> um, we get off the plane. I'm jet lagged. The nursing agency says, "Yep, private hospital, mate, down the road." So, what do I do? I turn up there down the road in my little nurse's uniform from New Zealand. Yep. Mm-hmm. Looked at them all, and they're like, you got their hair up. They got the really nice little tight little uniform there, and they're all dressed up. And I thought, you know, I'm here to nurse. You know, take blood and look, look after mm. blood and guts. 
Yeah. And, you know, do do they give you a hook? <laughs> <laughs> They're all dressed up. And here am I with my fresh New Zealand accent. And oh, it's I'm not going to work. It's, this is not going to work here. I don't even have the pantyhose on. Oh. oh, so Mary, you just thought you're not my people and I'm leaving. Well, I didn't even have my legs shaved. Well, I didn't, you know. But I, I, oh, I mean, God. Moleskin stockings. Have, you can get away yeah. with that stuff in South Perth, love, but not here. Hey, Mary, <laughs> how, did you, how did you depart? Did you sneak out the back door or did you say you were leaving? Oh, I, I said I was really, really jet-lagged and I really had to go home. Yeah. Um, you know, and they said, well, um, <laughs> do you think you'll be back? And I thought, you know what, I don't actually want to work here. And what mm. excuse am I going to use? And I said, oh, no, no, I think the agency wants me somewhere else. Ah, well done. I, I, truly, I truly think they want me, so I can't come in. So then I had to convince them that I couldn't go back. Yet, yet I needed the money. But, you know, you know Mary. I mean, when you're not comfortable at work That's in the gear, and mm. um, no, it was the first ever job in England, and I had 13 jobs over there. Well, I think the idea of, uh, you know, not shaving your legs is a, it's not, a good enough reason. The, yeah, I know. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Mary. I mean, just take me or leave me. Thanks, Mary. Have yourself a great one. Uh, yesterday, first Tuesday of the month, the Reserve Bank kept the official cash rate and in turn our interest rates alone for another month. But uh, they could go down even lower. You never know. But it is something, a topic even closer to home than that that has us catching up with the Barefoot Investor this morning. Scotty Pape, good morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, good oh, brother. Well. Uh, I get a regular email from you, and the last one really uh, resonated with me uh, because I've got no money, and I'd, <laughs> I'd hate to think that I have to pay for my son for any further time. <laughs> He's only fourteen. <laughs> but do you find that uh, the the state of the economy at the moment that parents are succumbing to paying for their kids into their twenties and thirties? We call them um, kid <laughs> uh, These these kids that, you know, don't actually, they're sort of part adult, legally they're adults, mm. uh, but they're still living at home uh, with mum and dad and living on the couch and, uh, and sponging. And there was actually some research that came out uh, and it was uh, published in News Limited papers, so it must be completely true given that I am a columnist for News Limited. Yep. And I found that Perth, uh, Western Australia, is uh, one of the biggest sponge states with 43% of parents handing out money to their kid old kids uh, without even, uh, even asking. To put this in perspective, uh, there's some research done uh, by AMP that said the cost of kids of raising a child in 2007 uh, was 537 grand. Mm. Now, this year, they've revised that figure and said that it now costs $812,000. So the cost of raising a kid is, has jumped by 50% uh, what in the last, say, what, seven or eight years, but our incomes have only gone up about half as much. So raising kids has become a very expensive endeavour. Papey, how do we get our kids interested in their futures? I mean, nobody said to me that I could buy a house and rent it out and still go travel and live the life that I wanted. And at the time, I could have got a three-bedroom house 15 minutes from CBD in Perth for $140,000. Yeah, of course. And, you know, one of the things that we're doing, um, as in Barefoot Investor is doing, is we're, we're um, taking financial education into schools. And I think that's one of the things that we all um, wish, you know, we went through school, we learned Pythagoras' theorem, we learned all sorts of different things, but we didn't learn how to manage our money. And that's one of the things that um, the Australian government, and, and I'm sort of helping out with, is to make sure that financial education is a life skill that gets taught right throughout school. Um, again, when you have kiddos who are living at home going, I'm living in mum and dad's $700,000 home, everything's cool, you know, this is just how the world works. Actually, no, it doesn't. 
you know, 20s for me, personally, the best times I had were scrounging around, eating two-minute noodles, um, you know, probably spending too much money. These are the character-building traits <laughs> that set you up, I reckon, for your 30s to go, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to really enjoy that place when I actually can afford to live there. Hey, Scotty, do you reckon this has been exacerbated by the 06, 07 um, price boom in Perth? And then for Sydney and, and Melbourne right now, it's been the prices of houses yeah. just almost double. It's ridiculous. That, so that's going to be a, a continuing problem? It is, but here's the thing. I actually did a show on this in SBS years ago called The Nest. It was about kids that couldn't, wouldn't leave the nest. Yep. And the, the, the thing that everybody comes back to is housing is so unaffordable, which it is, um, so kids are going to stay at home, they're going to save up their money so that they can get a deposit to buy a house. Um, in ev- nearly every situation that I have seen, that is not the case. The kids live there, they don't save any more um, than they normally would, and they sponge off their parents. The, the <laughs> demands and expectation of kiddolts, I yes. can tell you right now, and I speak yes. to them, the expectation is a 4 by 2 brand new with the big screen yeah. TV. Yep. This is what I will move into, and I expect that. They want brand clothing, the brand car. They wouldn't even dream of getting into a unit that's one by 2 Correct. And, you know, that, that's the, the other thing that I would say is that mum and dad, this is a really weird social dynamic that I've been looking at. And it's like the parents don't want to feel old, so they want the kids to be around in many instances. They may grumble, but, you know, they don't mind having their kid olds at home. The kids say, oh, we don't really like it, but I'm saving for a house. Neither of them are kind of telling the truth from what I've seen. But my big thing, and that was the comment that I made in that article, was that the majority of parents can't afford it. They need to be plowing as much money as they can into their superannuation for their retirement, and they probably don't need to have a four-bedroom home. They could probably have maybe a two-bedroom townhouse. I think that's probably also exacerbating, um, you know, the housing, um, you know, bubble or Absolutely. Um, property boom we've got. A lot of people want to be best friends with their kids. Not always the best thing. Hey, Scott, uh, Pape, always good to catch up with your barefoot investor. Clazy Shane and Kimber go so well together, just like ABC Blinds and a clearance sale. Call 13 13 15 to save big during ABC Blinds' million-dollar stock clearance.